0: Well, hello everyone. Tim Kiefer, MIBTOnline.com. Welcome to our first preseason meeting of the season, right here at MIBTOnline.com. We had our huge clinic last Sunday. We we did pretty well. A lot of a lot of people are taking advantage of that, so we appreciate it. It was, uh, I think, a good clinic, one of the better clinics we've had. Uh, we've had we had a lot of cool guests, and it was fun to to do it. So I appreciate everybody who had a chance to check it out. Once again, like I said, I am Tim Kiefer, president of MIBTOnline.com. So for those of you who may or may not know, uh, we've been doing this uh, online streaming subscription association, whatever you want to call, it, since 2018. It's been a lot of fun, and we've gotten a little bit bigger, so added a little bit to our staff. And I found out just a few moments ago that my office manager, who happens to be my wife, uh, said that we're making this meeting free to everybody. So she's like, "You got to set up the YouTube stream. You got to set up this. We missed the Facebook stream, but uh, so now everybody's gonna gonna." you know, take a look at this and, and get to learn some football tonight. So there you go. That's sometimes, you know, curveballs are thrown at you. So just be ready because that's going to happen on the field. So getting ready to, uh, to get started with our meeting. So I'm glad everybody's had a chance. we got a very special meeting tonight. We're doing a combined meeting with the Iowa City and the Cedar Rapids football officiating groups. And I can't wait to To get to talk to them it's kind of this is the new world that we're in in regards to technology to be able to not only have an in-person meeting but then also kind of do a hybrid of both and like we said we try to provide a high quality broadcast here so hopefully we will be able to do that tonight so let's get through so we can get right to the plays we got we definitely got a lot to talk about so like i said tonight it's our meeting agenda we'll go through some quick announcements we're handling kickoffs tonight that's the big topic we'll go to play of the week at the end so, the announcements. Let's start out with that. Well, like I said, welcome to all the Iowa officials. Appreciate the opportunity to talk with you again this year. Uh, I do have some unfortunate news. Bill Emanier will not be joining us. He was supposed to be. He, he got pulled away. Last minute, uh, unforeseen conflict. So, you're just going to have to go with me. But like I was telling Josh earlier, I, my training wheels are off, so I hopefully uh, I can live up to the level of Bill Emanier. But don't worry, we got the Bill Emanis best practices. And there's two hours in Billamonier. So if you want to do that, you should go, you should go check that out. I'll talk a little bit more about that here in a moment. But before uh we move on, I do want to welcome in Josh uh, Burka. Josh is you know, been kind enough to have us uh, do some speaking the last couple years to his group and a couple other groups in the area. So Josh, I want to say, I want to say hello to you today. How are you doing right now?
1: We're doing great, Tim. We've got uh, about 30 people in person here in Iowa City, and I haven't done a hard count. It looks like we've got about 45 or so online from both the Iowa City and the Cedar Rapids Officials Association. So we're just excited to have a great meeting tonight.
0: Well, so am I, so appreciate appreciate the opportunity again. So we'll get back to you here in a little bit. Uh, the other thing is, uh, before I get to the on-demand football uh, clinic courses, we do not have Robert Yabara either. <laughs> Robert had to... Uh, had to run out and he had a another conflict that came up. So I got the chat or I got the, the text up. So if you are wanting to, to text then here we go. Let me get the text up. Now here's a text. So if you're out there and you normally text us questions or comments, it's available. It's over here. Um, I can you know I can see the chat and see what's going on. So you know that's one of those things where you know there it is, I can try to answer the questions, and I know Josh is gonna uh, take care of the questions uh, with, with the Iowa folks, so we should be able to get all the questions answered as we move through this. So, let's, uh, let's jump through. So, talk about our on-demand football clinic course. It's available right now. You want if you're a subscriber, go check it out. It is there for you. Like I said, it was a great course, we had a lot of fun. The free introduction to football uh, course, football officiating course, that's there. This is a free course, so for those of you who are out there, you can go to Online.com slash courses, and it is a free course, so that way you can, it's a basic course, when I say basic, it's not really. I've had experienced officials take it who have gotten challenged by the rules, but it takes you from beginning to actually working a game if you've never worked a game before, but it really is a good rule review. Like I said, it's free. I welcome everybody to check it out. Uh, M-I-B-Townline.com slash courses, Bill Amani's best practices video is there, I just mentioned that earlier, mib slash courses, that's where that's at, you want to go check that out. If you want a hard copy this year, you need to go to uh, Referee, they're selling the hard copy, but if you go on our website, mib and go to Bill Amani page, which is on the store, that we got the links to get you there, so don't worry about that. This year it's called The Call in the Field Stands, why? we decided to really pay homage to you, the high school official, because as a high school official, the call in the field stands. We don't have replay in many, many, many cases, maybe in the postseason or whatever, but for the most part we don't. You make the call as the official, it stands, so there you go, homage to high school officials. MIBT gear, you see this gear that I'm wearing, it's available as well at the store, so you want to go check it out if you're looking for gear. Um, Some other quick announcements, Uh, Our MIBT meeting schedule, we're going to try to meet every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central. There might be one Wednesday we may have to take off, but we're looking to do that as we do our preseason stuff. Also, send us your video. If you've got any cool plays that you continue to move on uh, through the season that you want us to break down, then make sure you send us your video so we can look at it because a lot of interesting things happen out there. The other thing is social media. You know, social media is a big part of our lives these days, and so we are on TikTok. I don't know how many of you are familiar with TikTok, but we're on it. And it's the new way to get information, to everybody. So you want to check out our TikTok page, Tim the Ref. You also want to check out our Instagram, we're there too, and Facebook. A lot of free content. We put that out there for officials. You know, we have our subscription service, which gives you hundreds of hours of great football content, great officiating content but we also have a lot of free stuff as well. So also YouTube, we're on YouTube right now. We're streaming this on YouTube. We'll see what happens on our YouTube live page. All right, so tonight we're gonna be talking about handling kickoffs. And like I said, there's the text number. If you need a text, I'm gonna look over from time to time for the MIBT online viewers. Like I said, if you are in Iowa, we'll get Josh to answer or ask me any questions as we move through. So let me uh, get out of the PowerPoint and get to the plays at hand so as we do this i'm going to ask josh real quick josh we're good on your end no problems right we are ready to rock and roll all right sweet just want to make sure all right so here we go on our on our plays tonight so i had mentioned that we're going to talk about kickoffs and one of the things that i have noticed and myself bill Emanier, as well as others is that we tend to lack certain things as officials during kickoffs why we don't do them very often but guess what that's the actual first play that you will officiate here when you start here in a couple of weeks the first thing you're gonna officiate is the kickoff so to kick off the preseason for us here at MIBT online I felt it was really good it would be a really good review to go over kickoffs and specifically things that can happen on onside kick kickoffs or just weird things that can happen during the kicking game. Because if it's going to happen, and it's going to be weird, it's most likely going to happen during the kicking game. So that's why we decided I decided that this would be a good topic to discuss tonight. So we're going to go through our first play here. Let's get this one ready to rock and roll. All right, so we got our first play up. We'll go wide on it so everybody can see it out there in TV land. Um, Kickoff, right? Now, a lot of these will have four officials in the box That it doesn't mean it's an onside kick situation it could be an onside kick situation but um, many of the schools that we get the film from they do utilize seven officials so they always have four in the box but onside kicks normally happen when it's at the end of the game but remember you should always be ready for an onside kick regardless of the time because it could the, the one time you're not ready for it that's when it's going to happen so we'll, we'll go to the play here and I'm going to pull down the text number for a minute just so we can see everything that's going on. All right, so we, we make sure we've got a proper alignment. That's, that's our most important thing. Now, like I said, they've got four in the box here. So they've got an official here, and they have an official down here, and they have an official here and an official there. All right, so they, you know, they're, they're good because they're going to have some extra eyes on a play like this. So we're just going to say for our uh, purposes tonight that this is an onside kick situation, which it actually is. This is expected, so we're definitely going to be on our game to see what happens. All right, let's let the play roll out. We're going to roll through a couple times. You can see it is an onside kick, and it's pretty, pretty tight. So you're going to see it a couple times. You're going to see it in slow motion. You're going to see another close-up of this. Here we go. And right there, you can see the, the, the still. There's some question as to where the ball was recovered, where the ball was touched because with our kickoff rules, we know that we can't touch the ball or the kicking team can't legally touch the ball until it goes 10 yards. So was that 10 yards, Was it, or was it not? Now, obviously we're not looking right down the line, but we're gonna go into that. So we let it play out. Now, there you, you see how tight it is. It's extremely tight. So I'm gonna play it again, and I want you to focus in on the official, specifically the, the official at the bottom of the screen here, focus in on that official after this play um, c- concludes in regards to what's going to happen. So here you go, you got the play pretty tight. We, we closed. Here comes the official at the bottom, and see what he does. See how he points. He gives the ball to the kicking team. So this is an important. This is an important part of this. Okay. I am not saying that that's the wrong call. That absolutely could be the 100% right call, he's right on the line. But going back to the play, you have two officials on that line. And looking how tight that was, you can see how, how real close it is to whether or not he touched it at or before. I think before I come in as that official, I might want to talk to this guy because that official may have something else now what if this official is throwing this beanbag and now we got a beanbag here and I am doing that as the as the official now we got some explaining to do as they say it's gonna be it's gonna put ourselves in a position of where um, unfortunately we may have to I don't want to say like take back a, a bag or maybe take back a signal but it's definitely a possibility so I think on plays like this the point on this play is that we need to slow down when we have four in the box we have to come together and discuss this when it's this tight because in the end we don't want the the dueling signals we don't want one person doing one one person doing the other because this is a tight, especially if it's an onside kick, onside kick situation, when the kicking team recovers, I mean, that obviously has game implications because the possession of the ball is at stake. So take your, take your time. You know, no big deal. We know it's coming. We'll talk about in the next play what we're looking for. But whether it is or it isn't, I don't care. This is more about the mechanics. This is more about the officials coming together and not rushing a call like this based off of the importance of the call. So before we move on to our next play, Josh, is there any questions that in the room or anybody have any uh, comments?
1: We we don't have any questions in the room. I don't see anything in the chat. Uh, the only uh, point that I would mention too, along with that, Tim, is uh, in addition to just getting together, I mean, that's where uh, we can get together on headsets and start that conversation before we get to the middle, but but agree with you, and especially knowing the situations that that will occur in if for no other reason to, to make it look like we discussed it, but again, the ultimate, uh, the ultimate goal of getting it right. would agree with you on that. That's,
0: that's a great point about O2Os, and you know, O2Os are, are really good. I mean, they help that communication. And if you're able to do it quickly on the O2O, even better, but uh, in the end, sometimes that good old-fashioned communication, getting together, and just it's it's a, like kind of like you were alluding to. It's we're we're kind of putting on an act a little bit, you know. We're we're telling everybody we're getting together, and we know exactly what we're going to call. It. Sometimes if the, the people, the coaches, they should know, but they don't know if we're wearing radios or not. So, I, but that's a great point. Uh, very good. So, we're going to move on to the next play here. And it's a very similar play. And before I do that, let's, uh, let's make sure we don't have any things. Was a bean ba- Somebody asked, was a beanbag dropped by an official at the top? No, there was not a beanbag dropped. But I said, well, what if there was? The other official wouldn't have known. He's already pointing the other way. And uh, communicate kill the play. See what your partner has. I think that's a, great, that's a great point as well. All right, so on to our next play. We'll go wide on this play. Similar situation. Let me get up my draw function here. No, that didn't really work the way I wanted it to. There we go. All right, here's a draw function so we should be able to illustrate this. So, similar situation, but before we we actually see what happens as the line of scrimmage officials, there's one here and there's actually another line of a line of line of scrimmage or kicking restraining line, I should say, official down there as well. We need to make sure everything's good that, you know, we want to treat this line in a, in a on-site kickoff situation as a pane of glass. You want know, to hear something funny? You guys will get a kick out of this. I've always called it a plane of glass because you're thinking, well, you can't break the plane. That's the issue. And it was pointed out to me, Tim, you know what? It's actually a pane of glass. I'm like, you know what? You're right. So it's just English language, man. That's true. So the pane of glass. We want to treat this as a pane of glass. In that case, so those are fish, because it, it, they would get an advantage if they were to... Go over the line. So here we go. We're gonna move it through in very very similar play as before, but a little bit different results. You're gonna see it again a couple times. Real close, we're gonna get another close up view of this. And here it is. You can see now it's frozen right there. So if you back it up, where is this touching? Yeah, looks like it might be there. Looks like we might have only gone nine yards. It's definitely something to keep an eye on because it's only gone nine yards, and the kicking team has now touched it. Now we've got some things that we need to sort out. We're going to go back to the play because you're going to see what happens. You're going to see that the official at the top right so the one who's just out of your screen you can't see him now but he's over here you're going to watch that official come in and what the official is going to do is they're going to throw their bag you know somebody asked earlier about there i don't know if you can see it his bag is in the air he is throwing his bag okay so he's got a bag now the bag's gonna land and now he's gonna come in you see the bag lands, right? Pretty good spot on the bag, actually. He's right there, he's gonna talk, the whole crew's gonna to get together and talk, and they're gonna say first touching at the nine and award the ball accordingly. Now, you may be asking, well, that's, that looks like the right call, you slowed it down. Absolutely I did, that, I actually think that is the right call, but I don't know if the call was made by the correct official. So let's walk through why I don't believe that If you go back to the beginning. You'll see when we're in this position, what is everybody watching here? I think that's sometimes where we kind of lose that focus. We want to know what everybody is watching. You see, his, you see this guy, the, the brim of his hat, he's looking this way, which is fine. You know, I got a peeked and over the balls kicked, but really that's not his responsibility at all. His responsibility, is the is this line right here and what these guys do and as well as this official up here that's their responsibility the responsibility of these officials on this line is right here so let me make sure it draws all right let's erase all this so these officials have this line like i said that pane of glass as the play continues these officials on this line they're watching the touch that they're gonna watch how the ball is touched who is touching what so because they're right on that line they're looking for the ball and how does they how do they touch it how do they touch it where do they touch it because they've got the best angle they're right on that line these officials are watching the blocks because who's watching the blocks? Because we have rules, which we're going to get into a little bit later on what can happen on the kickoff. So who's watching the blocks right now? No one seems to be watching the blocks because when the the official here at the, who's on the kickers restraining line near side comes in and throws his bag, how does he know? How does he know from that angle? I, I mean, like I said, he made a good call. So whether, whether he guessed or got lucky, or just really knew it, he threw his bag. So I do commend him because I do believe that call was correct. But we also have to know, as a process, how we are walking through each and every one of those plays, so that way we are on top of it and can break it down, and and something doesn't get missed. Because if I've got all the officials looking at the ball, they're all ball watching this then I don't have officials looking at blocks. And we have a potential block here. Now, I think that the block is legal, and we'll get more into that type of stuff in some later plays, but somebody has to watch the block because there are rules that everybody has to, or that the teams have to comply with, the kicking team has to comply with in order to kick the ball. So there was was a, a, I saw a comment that maybe that was encroachment. You know what? Right here. Maybe this was encroachment. You know what? I don't necessarily disagree with that. In an onside kick situation, pain of glass. It's hard to tell though, we're not looking down the line. So in that case, I in that case, I will give the benefit of the doubt to the official because we're not looking right down the line, but it's definitely a good thing to point out because that is important, like we mentioned earlier. So that was good the good good comment there. Um, so that's that's what I wanted to talk about there because in the end this is important with these uh, with knowing who's looking at what and I think sometimes we forget because we don't do this very often the onside kick situation where we put four in the block four in the box who's looking at what so once again a quick recap before we move on to our next one if I am on the kicker's restraining line. Yep, I'm watching for that pane of glass, but I'm also going to probably move to the blocks more than the ball. Doesn't mean I can't help out if I know 100% sure and do a, can do a crusader like maybe this guy did, but that's my primary. My primary is the blocks. If I'm this, if I'm the officials on the receivers restraining line, I've got possession. I've got touching possession and any and, and anything that relates to that because. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to watch that. That's that's an important key to what can happen in the kicking game. So um, I'm going to throw it over to Josh and see if we got any questions. Uh, it looks like somebody is. Uh, Josh, go ahead and start talking real quick because I think somebody else's uh, camera is taken over for you. No problem. <laughs> there you go. Good. Uh, I can
1: also tell you that in the room here, we uh, we agreed with the uh, from the standpoint of the blocks and who was watching the blocks. Uh, and because certainly the one that occurred on that play was, was, was definitely close enough that it could be one of those situations where it could be just as much of a game-changing uh, type of call versus the encroachment that was mentioned in the chat on our end. Uh, the other thing that I just happened to, to, to notice at the end of the play is as the officials are huddling just inside the hashes, there's a coach almost to the hash marks. And obviously, as we talk about uh, uh, officials' responsibilities, we don't want to lose sight of the fact that we want to make sure that we keep coaches well into the box and not almost to the hash marks arguing about whether the ball was first touched prior to 10 yards, uh, illegal blocks, etc.
0: No, I I think that's a good a good point there. Yep, that coach is definitely, and actually I highlighted it, that coach is, is def was definitely out there. You can see him. That's not where you want him because But you can't see this is a crew of five. So this was a a, a known onside kick situation. And that's why the four are talking and the referee's trying to figure out. But somebody does have to play traffic cop. We did have a, a question on our end about what if this was only five. If you only had five up here in the box and this situation happened. Well, it's the same thing because most likely this is going to be your back judge or however you do it. And this official is going to be your wing official or flank, whatever, however, whatever mechanics you use in your state, sometimes, you know, a lot of times some states put, like I know in Nevada, they put the judge there, um, but it would be this official same thing because they're going to still take the blocks. Now, you're going to say, well, Tim, what if the ball comes over here? Well, that's why we get paid the big bucks. He's This official is still going to have to focus on the line because this official is going to have no perspective on the line. So uh, it, it becomes one of those things where, yeah we have to work together and just make the best call and hopefully at the end whether we use o2o's because that was discussed too about maybe reminding everybody about onside kick mechanics on the o2o yep you can do that when it's time but uh but that would be one where we would have to come together it's just the way it would be so all right we'll move on to our next play and like i said thank you for all the comments this is a lot of fun now we were talking. We were talking earlier about like those responsibilities. There are more responsibilities that have to occur on on known onside kicks. Now on this play, let me bring the play up. This play, they actually do have a seven-person crew because they've got six in the box. So that's kind of cool. You know, this is like the college. You know, but it's a high school game. They get they get six in the box, which that's it gives you the extra set of eyes. Same thing. So the, a lot of people, if you do happen to officiate seven, what is this? These two officials looking at? Well, they're kind of looking at they're looking at it all. But blocks is a big key for them. They're going to be a little bit closer to the blocks, a little bit closer to the, the uh, receivers restraining line, so they can do a crew saver like before if they see something. But they're going to be focusing on on blocks as well, and it puts more focus back to the um, kicking restraining line officials as to whether or not they have that encroachment or something else. Like you'll see on this play. So I'm going to let this play out and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of oohs and ahs in the room when you see this. They're going to, a lot of people are going to be like, what the heck just happened there? Here we go. We're going to get a close up of this. You're going to see what happens. This is a known onside kick situation. So there you go. I'm going to play it again. You're going to be like, some people might be like, hey Tim, nothing happened. They get the onside, they get, you know, receivers, they get it, no problem well and then the close-up shows this kick right here all right high school football we've got a couple different rules in high school football that about these types of kicks so they put they put it in a few years ago that a pop-up kick so this is a pop-up kick where the ball is driven directly into the ground and then goes up above the player's head basically where a player if any player has to look up for the ball this is a pop-up kick so a pop-up kick in high school is illegal now a lot of people are like well what happens but see like in other codes and i don't like you know muddy in the waters they can do certain things with this in high school you can't once this ball's hit the ground there is no fair catch there is no nothing because it's a safety foul so or there's a sa- it's not a safety foul but there's a safety aspect to it that's why they put it in the game they didn't want or that's why they put the rule in they did not want people getting blown up looking for the ball because they couldn't fair catch it so in, this is one of those where it's kind of different, because once he kicks the ball into the ground right there, once that ball is kicked into the ground, it is a dead ball. This is a dead ball foul immediately. None of this can happen. This should be killed right away, and this is this is a free kick violation. This is an illegal. I mean, it's not say an illegal kick, but it's a five yard penalty. It's a free kick violation for a pop-up kick, which is not, a, not legal. It should not have played out this way. The receivers don't get the option. They don't get to keep the ball. This is a dead ball. This never should have gone live. But to my point is, is you've got six officials, six officials in the box. Now we just pointed out who's looking at what. So I'm gonna, I'll give the, uh, the, the receiver's restraining line official to pass on this, okay? But you got four officials here. And you might ask, well, you know, I'm not trying to pick on these guys, okay? We're only getting better here. This is not to pick on. This is important because I think sometimes we lose concentration. We're thinking other things here. We're thinking, this is the game. The game's on the line. We got to be on it. We got to look for blocks. We got to look for touch. We got to look for this. We got to have our beanbags in our hand. We got to be ready to go. Those are all good things, but we can't forget the basics. We can't forget. Well, what can happen? What can't happen? And remember, this can happen on any down. This or any kickoff It doesn't have to be an, a, a kicking or an onside kick situation. So we want to know that and and not cloud you know cloud our brains. We want to keep it clear. Remind ourselves and be ready for something like this. We should be saying, if the if it's a pop up kick, it's dead. If it's not, we're good. And if the ball can be driven in the ground, it just can't be driven directly into the ground and pop up. It can be driven to the ground like some of the ones we saw earlier, where it rolls on the ground. That's completely legal. It just can't. It just can't pop up. So uh, I just want to remind everybody. So we're, when we when we have this situation, we're focused. So now I'm going to go to Josh. Josh, any questions or comments from from the room?
1: I think silence is golden on our end, both in person and on the chat. It's, it seems like we've got unanimity in what your opinion is of this. So
0: um, well, we had some we had some questions over here about. Do you cover this type of stuff in a pregame? And I would say absolutely. I, this is a good pregame topic. That's why we're doing it. I mean, we're doing this now because we want all the viewers out there, all the people in Iowa and all of our subscribers, anybody watching on YouTube, to understand that this is the first thing you're going to see. And there is a play. Where you, we're not going to have it in this in this session, but we have a play for in the best practices video, the Bill Money's best practice, where it's the first kickoff. Of the season the first play first kickoff it's an onside kick now nothing weird happened The crew covered it well but it did happen and it could happen in your game so that's why we are going through this so we'll uh, you know so it's you're already kind of getting your pregame so you might want to bring it up with your crew all right we'll go with our we'll go with our next play and this is another one these are other things that we have to be aware of because teams get tricky when it comes down to these type of plays because they're trying to get the ball back right You know, the kicking team is trying to do what it can to get the ball back. So there's a a, a lot of different things that can happen as well. So let's go wide on this play. And you can see everything looks legal. It is is not a known onside kick situation. So to set it up, we have an official here and we have an official here. All right, so it's a normal five-person mechanic coverage. This is not a known onside kick situation. But what's gonna happen? The kicking team is gonna kick this ball up high. Now that was not a pop-up kick. It's just a kick straight up into the air, short kickoff to see what happens. Well, the kicking team goes up to grab the ball. Looks like they, yeah, you know, they 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 recover. It's a free kick, right? They get they get the option of of doing that. Yeah, sure, but not really. There's a couple things that have happened on this play that we need to talk about. So once the ball is in the air, now right there, the ball is still in the air, we have to ask ourselves, what can happen here? What can happen? Well, everybody still, the, the receivers have protections here. They can fair catch it. They still have the right to catch the ball without being interfered with. These are important things that we have to remember. And now we don't have that six or four in the box. We just have one official, but we also have an official who is usually down Downfield here, you can see them here. They can kind of help with this because that's a that's the where the action is. They don't need to watch guys just run up, so they can help. But we're asking ourselves, what are we looking for when we see this happen? Like, this is not a judgment call anymore because when it happens, you've already gone through it mentally. You're like, these are right, real quick, boom, 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 boom. These are the only things that can happen now. They can catch the ball. There could be KCI, which kick catching interference. So that, that's what it, you're processing it because that way when what happens happens doesn't surprise you. Like I think it surprised this crew because what happens is, is now you're thinking free kick. I'm looking. He touches. The receiving team went up to make, it, make a catch. He went up. It looks like he's going up to make it. So does he touch the ball first? Does he not? It looks like the kitchen kicking team touches the ball first. And if you look at the close-up. It sure does. Looks like the kicking team touches the ball first. And so we have a rule in high school football that says the kicking team can't do that. On a free kick, they cannot touch the ball before it touches the ground. If it's in the air, and it's, and obviously if the receivers have an opportunity to catch it, they can't. That's in either kicking game. But specifically on a free kick, if the ball is airborne and it's not touched the ground yet, the kickers are re- restricted from touching the ball. So this right here, even if there wasn't a receiver there, and it's obvious there was. It's kick catching interference. So sometimes I can understand like maybe you kind of get that code creep between scrimmage kick and free kick if there's nobody around, but this one, this is a this is a kick catching interference all the way. The receiver's never had a shot to catch the ball. They never were put in a position to make a, you know, make a clean field of the ball and they touched and the kicking team touched the ball in the air. So we have KCI in this one. But you ask yourself, well, how, where's the breakdown? Well, you can see, like I said, you have an official here. And I'll go wide on it again. And you have an official here, okay? So th- this, somebody on the crew has to step up. Any, either of these two officials, obviously, they didn't see it or they, they might be confused. You've got an official down here. You've got an official over here. And you've got a referee. All of these officials can save this this can be saved so once again i think sometimes it goes to that complacency lack of concentration maybe not thinking maybe not expecting it expect this stuff on every single kickoff first play last play on a kickoff this could all happen and then you're ready for it so uh, i'm going to throw over to josh real quick josh any questions on this or comments
1: The only comment that we have is one that just came through the chat about kicks after a safety uh, those that are sometimes punted high, but again, those are still free kicks and still subject to the same rule that we're talking about here, so. uh, If it's a similar sort of play, even though it's the free kick line for K is their own 20 yard line it's still going to be uh, the same sort of issue if it gets punted high it still hasn't. uh, uh. if, even if it's gone ten yards, the receiver still has to have the opportunity to catch the ball.
0: You know what? I love that question because it, it, we're going to talk a little bit more about definitions and something. Hopefully, we'll get to it. Hopefully, we don't run out of time. But uh, that's a great question because of, hey, they punted the ball. It's a free and and I and I don't. You know, some people might be laughing. it's oh, that, still a free kick. A safety's still a free kick. But I think sometimes people get confused because they punt the ball. Or oh, do we use scrimmage kick? No, it's a free kick. So. Josh is a perfect, perfect uh, explanation, and I do appreciate the question because that's what we're here. So that way, when if you were to have a safety in your game, now you're not going to screw it up because you're going to be like, oh, safety's a free kick. So uh, good question, and we're going to move on to our next one. It's going to look similar to the last play, but it's going to be a little bit different. So same teams, same situation, except it's a different kickoff. It happens again. Same thing, kind of this short kickoff, And then what happens? You're gonna get a close up of it. You're gonna see it, slow motion, very similar. Except the ball doesn't go 10 yards this time. It only goes nine. And the receiver goes up and the receiver does make a play on the ball this time. So the question then becomes, does this change anything? So now, since the receiver has gone up and made the attempt to catch the ball, do we have a different outcome In this play and the the answer is no and the reason is is because we go back to even though the ball has not gone 10 yards and now the receiving team has touched it first you need you need to ask yourself in my opinion that does the receiver have a legitimate shot unimpeded chance to make a play on this ball without being interfered with Uh, I don't think so. I think that this is another one. Just because he touches the ball first, just because he's going up to make a play on the ball, doesn't take the kicking team off of not interfering with the opportunity for the receiver to have an unimpeded chance to catch an airborne kick. Remember, this is airborne. This is not a grounded kick. Airborne kick so i i got kci on this one too now we didn't talk about it on the last play but the penalty enforcement for this because kci has some special penalty enforcement this is a spot foul awarded fair catch 15 yards so just on the last one you would throw you throw your flag at the spot of the foul same thing here this is a spot foul it doesn't matter who ends up with the ball because it's a it's an awarded fair catch at the spot of the foul right there so the foul, if the foul occurs right here, it doesn't matter where the ball ends up, the awarded fair catch is going to go to the spot of the foul. Now, if the receivers end up with the ball at the end, if the receivers end up with this, I mean, they can obviously take the result of the play. But this is important. Don't get these rules confused with our new kicking rules and, and if the kicking team fouls, you know, tacking it on. Kick-catching interference is a special one. You don't get both options here. You don't get to take... The result of the play and the 15 yards you either get the awarded fair catch here in the 15 yards or you can just take the result of the play and get the ball there which no one's going to do that doesn't make any sense but i just want to make sure that we don't we don't like compound rules here because kick catching interference is not one of those that can be added on since it was if the receiving team ends up with the ball and the kicking team has So that was a real quick one, but there was a difference. So I I did want to I did want to point that out. Throw it over to to Josh. Any questions before we move on?
1: We had just in the chat right now one person uh, on the same thought process as I did. If you take that penalty with the awarded fair catch and 15 yards from the spot of the foul, all of a sudden, if you play that out, that. Uh, succeeding spot is gonna be at the thirty four or thirty five yard line and now you have the potential of a scoring pre kick. So throwing that's that a great point wrinkle into the uh, conversation as well.
0: That is a really good point and that is an op that's awarded fair catch. So they they have the scoring free kick and and I'm telling you, and I'm asking, and this is absolutely the truth, if you are out there in viewer land and ever have this on film, please send it to me because I wanna see it. I have never seen one in 30 years of officiating. But it's absolutely possible that that this could be an option, if they especially got a pretty decent place kicker, because it is an awarded fair catch. And remember, they have got all the fair catch options, and that is one of them. So very good, very, very good point. So, um, all right, we're gonna move on to our, our next play here. And this kind of goes into this penalty enforcement phase that we were kind of talking about. So I'm going to go wide on it. You're going to watch the play. But this is kickoffs. This is stuff that can trip us up. So here we go. We got a kickoff. All right, there it is. Simply kickoff out of bounds, right? No problem. There's nothing weird that happens on this play. You see it goes out of bounds at the 34-yard line. No big deal. This is easy, right? Well, maybe, maybe not. Play it again. Yep. It wasn't touched. I don't know, but people might say, oh, it looks like the receivers touched it. No, they didn't touch it there. This is a clear kickoff out of bounds. And there's a couple things. The spot matters, so if you're the official, you you wanna go to the spot, but you wanna, maybe your flag, try to get your flag to the spot too. But at least you know where the spot is, okay? Because that spot does matter. Now, penalty enforcement. If that is the spot of where the ball went out of bounds, high school football had a change in regards to how kicking play fouls can be enforced. So if the kicking team fouls and the receivers are the ones who end up with the ball, are going to put the ball in play next, then the receiving team, instead of having a re-kick, can have this penalty added on to where the dead ball spot is, or the succeeding spot, then they can have the penalty enforced there. We have run, I've noticed that people have run into trouble with this one specifically on this play. Because going back wide on it, you will see that what are our options? So our options are we can go 25 yards from the previous spot, which is going to put the ball at the 35-yard line. Everybody thinks we're just going to the 35-yard line. We're going to the 35-yard line. We, we go to the 35-yard line when it's a normal kickoff. Somebody was talking about a safety earlier, or if we had a penalty that was moved over to the kickoff, it's 25 yards in the previous spot. That is the enforcement. So 25 yards in the previous spot puts this at the 35-yard line. That is, they don't get a double enforcement here. Some officials want to take this and then say, well, wait, we're going to, they're going to take it at the 35-yard line because it's a yard further and then we're going to add the five yards there no that's not the option because they get one penalty option to accept 25 yards in the previous spot the result of the play plus the penalty yardage so the result of the play is the 34 plus the five would put the ball at the 39 or i mean they can they can obviously go back and five yards and re-kick the ball too they can have the kicking team re-kick the fourth option which is not an option is decline i don't i mean why would anybody ever decline this when they're going to get those three options it just doesn't make sense so just remove that from from your brain it's either going to be one of the three options so in this kickoff on this one we have to take our time because we can't just go and look at it and say hey we're going to the 35 yard line because the ball was kicked out 34 makes sense we're going to go to the 35 yard line no, this would probably be the 39 yard line if, unless for some reason they wanted to go five yards and re-kick so keep that in mind we have to take our time kick off out of bounds aren't just like up oh, we're going to 20 we're going 35 yard line walk through it make sure you put the ball at the right at the right spot the one other point I'd like to make that sometimes we screw up on this as well as the penalty enforcement goes it's a spot foul it is not an awarded fair catch so, The team, if they choose to take either the ball 25 yards from the previous spot or they choose to take it added on, the ball must be put in play at the hash mark, closest to where the ball went out of bounds. They don't get to say, oh, we want it in the middle. Now, if they take the five yards and re-kick, then they can do whatever they want with it because it's a free kick and the kicking team can then place the ball wherever they want to place it. But if they take this other option, the other two options, then it has to be at the hash mark. A lot of times we forget that. I've seen a lot of officials do. So if you've done it before, you're not alone. (laughs) All right, so uh, Josh, any uh, questions or comments?
1: That comment you just made about uh, moving the ball to the hash uh, on the succeeding spot was going to get raised uh, had you not. So you stole our thunder with that a little bit. The only thing that I'll mention is in in that play, it's not only the responsibility of the covering official and the white hat to understand those options. Everybody on the field needs to know those options. Number one, to be a crew saver, and number two, to be able to communicate it clearly with all of the coaches.
0: No, I think you're right. I think that's you know because we can you know we have O2Os that's been mentioned. We can get on this real quick if you're on the sideline that the the offended team. You can find out 25 yard line. But you know, really, in this one, you want to remove that. You want to remove the thirty-five yard line on a play like this. You're going to either say you want it to thirty-nine, or do you want five yards and, and re-kick? That those would be the two things. Now, if the ball was kicked further downfield, they're not going to take five yards, most likely, and the ball out of bounds. Where that, if it's like at the ten, so you go, do you want the ball to thirty-five yard line? Or do you want five yards and re-kick? It's that game management, it's that game awareness, it's that football IQ that if we're on top of this, we can expedite this, especially with the O two Os, and and then. Move forward once again. When the offensive coach says, "I want it on the right hash," no, you get it on the left hash. So, um, all right, uh, looking good. I think uh, I think we're good. We're going to move on to our our next play here. Now, this is an interesting one. You can see, set it up real quick. So, we have a rule in high school football that the kicking team must have four players on one side of the kicker to kick the ball. So it's either 4 and 6 or 5 and 5. They have to be on either side of a kicker. So if we go back, if we go wide on the play, you're going to see this this is, looks like a completely illegal. They've got 3 on the one side and they've got 7 on the other and a kicker. So this is no brainer, right? So I want you to watch the official at the bottom of the screen. Official throws his flag. Right? This is a good call. This is like, all right, he nailed it. He's got it. Actually, unfortunately, this is an incorrect call. Now, everyone's going to be like, what do you mean, Tim? You just told us that they can't, they got to have three. They can't have three. They have to have at least four. But this is the foul is illegal kicking formation. That's the foul. Just like an offense, an illegal formation isn't illegal until the ball is snapped. This kicking formation is not illegal until the ball is kicked because they can fix it. They have time before the ball is kicked to put everybody in the right spot. Once the ball is kicked, then if they're in that illegal kicking formation, then we've got an issue. Here's, a, here's, the, issue, here's the other thing that you want to look at and go, go wide on the play, is that this is a preventable foul. Now, we don't coach out there, okay? That's a very, very important. We, we do, we're not coaches. The coaches, the players have coaches. But if I am the official at the top of the screen, if I am the back judge or whoever handles the ball, if they line come up and they line up like this, I am not giving them the ball until I'm like, hey, do you know you only have three on one side? I'm gonna do some preventative officiating. I might even, if I'm the back judge and see this, do some preventative officiating now and come in, kill it, and wipe off the ball and say, hey, there's something wrong with the ball get another guy on the other side. That's just my technique, because I think this is a, a game interrupter foul. I'm not, I'm not advocating that. These are just things that are in your toolbox that you could use if you wanted to, you don't have to. But remember, this doesn't become a foul until the ball's kicked. Once the ball's kicked, it's a foul. And it's a dead ball foul. Legal kicking formation, dead ball foul. Um, just something to keep, keep aware of. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip Josh, because we got the next play, which is a similar play, And then we will uh, go to any questions here. So let me bring up the, the similar play here. Now, same thing. We've got, this one's okay though when we start out. We've got four players to the top and we've got six to the bottom. But watch what happens. Watch our little sneaky guy there. You see our little sneaky guy? And he moves over to the other side. Before the ball is kicked, he moves over to the other side. Now, you're going to say, well, we don't know that 100% sure or not. Okay, I'll give you that. But we're just going to say for our argument's sake that it sure does look like when the ball is kicked, he, is, he we've now created a 7-3 and three situation. Who's going to see this? That's a big question because we've got four officials in the box in this one. Who's going to see it? They, These officials might not have the best view of, to see this fall. And going back to the last play, same thing as, as we were talking about. If it's not seen by the officials who are on the uh, kickers restraining line or the receivers restraining line, this falls to the referee, especially this one. Why does this fall to the referee? Because the referee is looking right down the pipe. He's looking right down the pike, and he can see this, and he's the only one who's truly going to know if that player was on the other side of that kicker but when the ball was kicked, he be, he or she would be the one to kill this. But be aware of this sneaky, sneaky stuff because they'll do it. If they can sneak it through, they'll do it. And that's important. Don't fall asleep if you're the referee. If you're, if you're the referee on a play like this, this could pop up on you real quick. And if you're not ready for it, you're going to be like, what the hell? Just, what just happened? And now we get to film and we see, hey, we may have missed one. So just understand that, that that we can do some preventive fishing at the beginning if we can it becomes a foul when they when the ball becomes alive if they haven't done this and in this case like this play as well it should be dead right away we've got an illegal kicking formation five yards and re-kick so uh josh any uh any questions or comments on this
1: there was one comment in the chat and it dovetails along with your point about the white cat paying attention to this play because he's got the ability to look straight down the field and notice that formation of of just having some awareness. If one of the players on the side that has four players on it comes back across and it's a holder. Again, something for the white hat to be aware of and and hit his whistle if we get into that scenario where now all of a sudden because of that player coming across to be a holder, it leaves the unbalanced side or the the weak side, I should say with, uh, with three players on it and now all of a sudden we've got an illegal formation.
0: You know what? That's a great point and it's funny because it actually happened to me in a playoff game and it was it was the exact that exact same scenario. I was a back judge and the ball blew off twice and I went to go hand the ball to the holder. I turned around and I saw where the holder lined up and I walked up to the holder. I walked back and I walked up to the holder and i just said get out you want to be on the other side i just kind of said you want to be on the other side he goes really i go yeah you need that 4 and that's all i said it nice and said, nobody else knew it he turned around the other side so then we had the 4 and the and the, and the 6 and as it was coming off in the o2o the referee just it gets out he goes that's the call of the game <laughs> cuz it was just kind of funny how you know it, it was awareness and that was a good it was a very good point that yeah you have to be aware of that stuff and it was also brought up in our, in our text about if this were to happen, you know, do you tell the sidelines? I mean, if you were to see, like in the first play, if you were to see that they were had the the three and the seven, I I don't know. I, I think sometimes, like I said, I have my little tricks. You might have your little tricks. You could run out there and say kill it, and then go and check the ball. We can always check the ball, looking at the ball, and say get another guy on the other side. You know, do it very discreetly. But it's up to you. I'm not advocating that. You know, I'm not saying that you have to do that. It's just a preventative officiating technique that I would use. Don't say, you know, if you Tim Kiefer said you should do this. Well, I'm just telling you what I would do. You can do whatever you want. But uh, we're going to move on to our next play now. This is a, a, another penalty enforcement one, which it's, it's a kickoff, though. So this is, this is an interesting one. So here we go. You're going to see it. It's just a kickoff. It ends up being a touchback. But look at the shaded player here. This is, a, uh, this is a takedown. I, if, if I haven't seen one, it's a takedown. Pretty clear, you know, a tackle. You know, the, the, if this was a running, if, the, if that guy had the ball, this would be a great linebacker tackle for, you know, for a no-gainer. So this is obviously a foul, potentially, because we've got, we've got some issues. So let's look at it, all right, let's walk through. Now, I'm gonna, gonna give the caveat that this is a touchback, okay? Touchback. I might be able to let this go, and here's the reason why. Because where did the ball actually cross the plane, and when did the the contact, the the holding, the tackle? So I'm trying to find the ball. The ball's like right here. Let me actually let me get let me get the draw, so I can kind of point it out even better. So you can see, I'll try to point where the ball is. So there's here here comes your player, and now. The ball is like right there, right now. So if we back it up, we can kind of say, "Well, did the ball cross the plane when the holding occurred?" So yeah, we can. It's close enough to where I'm going to say, "You know what? That was a dead ball. He got away with one." And I can, as long as I can explain it to the coach that way, I have to have the knowledge and the wherewithal to know exactly what happened and when it happened, so I can go to the coach when he says. Hey, was a, what are you calling that? Well, no, it, it, was a, it was a hold, but it was a dead ball. And it wasn't flagrant. You know, you don't want to go UNR on this. It was just a hold. It was a takedown, and the ball was dead. But let's, for our argument's sake for penalty enforcement, say that the ball was not dead, and it was not a touchback. This happens while the kick is still active. We still have an active kick. The, the, the change of possession hasn't occurred. So that's where the big question comes in is like, what is the penalty enforcement here? And we would potentially, or I say we as officials, sometimes I've seen officials, this rarely happens this way. You rarely see a play like this where the, the, uh, the player does something, the receiving team player does something illegal prior to change of possession. But let's walk through our penalty enforcement, okay? Penalty enforcement says that this is a loose ball play. It's a free kick. The ball has not changed possession yet. If the ball hasn't changed possession and it's a free kick, which is a loose ball play, this foul is enforced from the previous spot. In other words, 10 yards and a re-kick. It is not. Remember this is not post scrimmage kick because this is not a scrimmage kick. And even if it was a touchback and the fall occurred during the kick, they don't get to go to the 20 yard line because that's a post scrimmage kick. We can't confuse it here. This is a live ball prior to change of possession fall. Free kick, look at free kicks a loose ball play. This is a previous spot enforcement. Once again, if you can massage it and say, it was a touchback on this play and avoid that enforcement, fine. But if you can't, if that ball was caught the one and the guy ran it and that, that contact occurred while the ball was still in the air, it is a previous spot enforcement. And I think sometimes we might forget that one. We get so used to PSK, we're just going to go to the PSK spot. Well, it's not PSK, it's free kick. So um, that is one I wanted to show because I think it can trip us up. Any, uh, any
1: questions, Josh? Really, the only thing that came up was one comment in the chat mentioning that there was a potential of a borderline blindside uh block on that play as well. So kind of going back to your point, Tim, it's an unusual circumstance to have the receiving team foul before the change of possession. And again, it's that point of being active and being engaged in all the different uh, things that could take place during that kick not only could we have that hold like we just saw, in a, in a rare instance, we could have a blindside block as another one of those sort of oddities that can pop up from time to time.
0: No, and, and, I, and I think they were maybe talking about that block specifically, like it was borderline blindside? Possibly. I mean, if that's what you have, that's what you have, but the, the point, because even if it was a blindside block, even if it was a blindside block, the enforcement's still the same, because it's the, the, the foul occurs during the kick. So good to be aware of that. It's a weird one, something like, like I said, you don't see it often. But when it happens, you're on it. Now, if that happens in your game this weekend or in a couple weeks, you're going to be like, man, Tim, he, he talked about that one. I'm ready I'm ready for it. All right, and our final play of the night, because we're running out of time. I could talk football forever and ever and ever, but we're running out of time. So we're going to go to our last play. And this is a, this is a good one. So you're going to see a kickoff, all right? Pretty simple. Kick kickoff catches the ball. Uh-oh. That's real, right in front of an official, that's real tight. What do we got here? Uh-oh. That's a tight one. It's like, what What do we got here? Do we have a, I'll call it, for lack of a better term, a catch and carry, meaning that the, the receiver has caught the ball and now carried the ball out of bounds, so really we don't have a ball out of bounds, or do we, or a kick out of bounds, I should say, because we have a possession and then, the ball being taken out of bounds, or do we have a kickoff out of bounds? This is a tight one. This is one of those, when we have official right on it. He rules it out of bounds, not a kick out of bounds. He rules possession. Now, we can decide, is this player in the air or not? Well, let's just say he's in the air. For, for, for our purposes here, we're going to say he's in the air. He catches the ball in the air here, and now he lands out of bounds. So we're going to get some code creep here. What I mean by code creep is that you got to remember that high school's got some different rules than maybe like college or NFL or even like high school football has different rules than basketball. So in the end, what is the player's status? So we have to we have to go to our definitions and we have to think about when is a player considered out of bounds? A player is considered out of bounds if he is touching anything that is out of bounds. Uh, uh, an official A pylon you know his person is touching out of bounds he's considered out of bounds now right now that player is not considered out of bounds he is in the air so the ball when it's possessed it's not a kick out of bounds because the player is in bounds technically by his status he's not touching in the air he's not touching anything out of bounds Now remember we're not looking at an incomplete catch we're not looking this is not a pass so we're not saying, well, it's, well, if this was a pass, we'd call it incomplete. I don't disagree with that. But this isn't a pass, it's a kick. And a kick ends when possession is gained. And you're gonna say, well, does he have possession if he can't catch the ball inbounds? But we, we gotta be careful because his status, this, we, this is a different level because it's a kick. The ball is still considered inbounds because the player is inbounds. His, his status is still inbounds because he has not touched anything out of bounds. So when he lands out of bounds, now the ball is out of bounds and it becomes a kick out of bounds. Because think about this. If, if and, and you know, not to confuse things, but like if this was a pass play, think about a, a, the other way around on this one. If a receiver, offensive receiver, is forced out of bounds by a defender, okay? They're forced out of bounds so they have the right to come back immediately or as soon as they can. Now the pass is thrown to them and they jump up and catch the ball and then land in bounds. That's a catch in high school. That's a catch because they were forced out of bounds. They have the right to return. They returned in the air, catch the ball, and they land. Different codes have different, different um, ways to interpret this. So it's, this is like the opposite of that. So the guy catches the ball, the kick, and lands, but the kick status is in bounds. So it's just something to be, it's, this was a bang banger. And it, one of the chats said, what a dumb play from one of our, And yeah, this was not a very smart play by this guy because in the end, what ends up happening is that they get the ball at the 20 or at the 19 or the 18, depending on where it's exactly marked. Where if he would have just let it go, it would have been a kick out of bounds. So I just, I, I hope that's not confusing because remember, if you like i said you got to go through the definition when is a player out of bounds when is a player considered out of bounds just cuz he's in the air he's not considered out of bounds so that if he touches this kick even if he didn't catch it he touches the kick he just muffs it and then the ball goes out of bounds his status is in bounds he's still considered in bounds so so i just like i said i don't I, didn't, I wanted to bring in the passing play just to show you kind of the differences and how a play like this would be ruled and how someone's gonna probably be on you and say, that's kick out of bounds because if it was a pass, you'd call it incomplete. It's just a different play. So that's, that's pretty much my presentation, but I'm gonna throw it over to Josh real quick. Josh, any comments or questions?
1: And actually, we just had one comment come in the chat that matched what I was going to mention. And the only thing you can really pick on on that play is the position of the covering official where it was pretty obvious where the uh, uh, where the kid caught the ball, but being careful not to straight line yourself, especially when you get into a tight situation like that in a sideline scenario, giving ground one way or the other to get a better angle on it will also, number one, look better and number two, Uh, increase the uh, the odds that you'll get an accurate call so one thing just to be aware of is just again that sort of spatial awareness and game awareness of what's happening in front of you to work to get that good angle
0: nope i would agree with that and and yes it would be nice if he was in a little better position i'm glad he made the correct call in the end but uh yep it's the the wider you know the better view we have you know every if we're, we're closer we're moving our head around and trying to go up and down up and down instead of that we would have a wider view on this then that would have been better so um, I want to thank everybody but just we're gonna go do a little bonus here I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull this up and we do a play of the week so every week I, 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 we're gonna start this and this is on YouTube and we let everybody to, you know, we'll put it on YouTube so people can see it and and kind of we, we do this new thing called chalk talk on the whiteboard we, we make that kind of free and you know, I got this whiteboard over here it's down here where we draw things out and make it look kind of cool because penalty enforcement can kind of get a little goofy and I think we need to spend a little bit more time with penalty enforcement so let's go to this play of the week so here's a play we got third and five from the a15. quarterback drops back and the offense and the and the offense sets up for a screen to the right the quarterback is about to get tackled inside the lateral limits of the free blocking zone and throws a pass toward The running back with linemen downfield at the A-17. So line of scrimmage, A-15, linemen are downfield at the A-17. The running back attempts to make a catch, but he misses the ball completely with the ball landing at the A-19. So what is your ruling on this one? So just think about it. If you're in Iowa, you, you can go to our YouTube channel, Officially Speak, or MIBT Online. You can search it, and you can definitely uh, you give us some comments. You can text us. I'll throw up the text line. I guess I didn't throw the text line up most of the day, but a lot of people have it. So there's a the text line. You can also text us your answer. You can email me Tim and Mibtmedia.com, and we're going to compile this. We're going to put a, we'll put it on, uh, uh Twitter, a little bit of a, what one of those uh, surveys or, or polls, and you can take a look and go for it. So this is kind of an interesting one. And I look forward to hearing your responses. Josh, thank you so much for, for having me, uh, out with you guys again i hope everybody out there got a bill Amania gives his regards he, he apologizes but he'll be back with us next year i promise
1: well we certainly appreciate the partnership with you tim and also with bill and, and sorry that he wasn't able to join us this evening but speaking of partnership also want to thank our friends uh, with the cedar rapids athletic officials association for joining us as well as the iowa city athletic officials association Uh, We start up here in Iowa in earnest in two weeks, and we're very excited to get the new season going.
0: Well, I am as well looking forward to, I mean, looking forward to it. I mean, it should be a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, we we enjoyed having you guys. So thank you for, for, for setting this up again and wish everybody nothing but the best. Mibtonline.com subscribers, and we invite uh, all the officials in Iowa to take a look at our platform. I know you've got a couple years to take a look at it, and I think we're going to work out. Uh, I got to work it out with Josh, but we might be giving away a scholarship or two to the to the uh, for some free subscriptions. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. But don't forget about our gear, and we'll catch you next time, though. And thanks again for for everything. Really appreciate it. All right, we're uh, we're going to call it a night here at Mibt Online. I'm Tim Kiefer. We will catch you next time right here at MIBTOnline.com next week, 7 p.m. Central. We're back with you. So long, everybody.